Back in the 1700s, when little baby America split off from England, as far as Europeans were concerned, high culture didn't make the trip across the pond. Yeah, we just weren't seen as as good as, like, we weren't as fashionable, we weren't as literate, we weren't as good at, at anything. Basically, they thought every, our, our painters, they thought everything we were doing was crap, except for cocktails. But even gaining this minimal amount of respect took time. Because American mixology started in part with a type of mixed drink that Europeans thought of as truly trashy. The hot ale flip. A drink made of ale, rum, spices, eggs, and finished with a red-hot fire poker. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura. A celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. And today, we're taking a step back in time to visit the taverns of colonial America and take a frothy sip of the hot ale flip. That's after this. If the idea of mixing beer, rum, and eggs together doesn't sound particularly tasty, well, I can understand it. Describing to someone is like, oh, it's like sweet hot beer with spices, like sounds awful. But like the last time I had it, I remember it being very tasty. That's culinary historian and author Sarah Lohman. Very quickly, here's Lohman's recipe for the hot ale flip. It's basically a quick, simple syrup made of brown sugar, nutmeg, cinnamon, and cloves. And then you add brown ale, an egg, and a shot of rum. After that comes the fun part. Once the spice, eggy alcohol is in a fire-safe container, you pull a red-hot fire poker out of the coals, shake off any loose bits of ash, and plunge it directly into the drink. So don't be scared of it. People are often like, just going to put it right in there. Yeah, just take it out, put it right in there. It's super fun. It's going to hiss and bubble and froth. But don't worry. It's all a part of the process. It kind of like roils and boils the drink and mixes it up and creates this instant egg custard without curdling, which is also very bizarre. It gets surprisingly thick. It's not quite milkshake thick, but it's definitely got some chew. And that's because the fire poker... It sort of custardizes the eggs and caramelizes the ale. Traditionally, the drink is then poured back and forth between two pitchers, hence the term flip, which creates this unexpectedly rich, creamy, boozy drink that is, I promise you, greater than the sum of its parts. Um, Like the protein in egg whites in particular, and and the fat and the yolks, gives like a silky, full mouthfeel. Warm, comforting, caloric, slightly boozy, take-your-pain-away kind of drink. It's velvety, warm, lightly spiced. Just everything that you could ever want on a cold fall day. And it kind of makes your whole body smile. Well, mine, anyway. (laughs) 
One of the first references to the drink comes from the early 1700s, but it wasn't exactly favorable. A British dictionary entry labeled it as a sailor's drink, which back then sort of carried a roughneck kind of connotation. It was probably the rum's fault. I don't think rum's reputation in England was ever good because it was associated with sailors. That's Brent Rosen. He's the president of the Museum of the American Cocktail. And he says a version of the hot ale flip existed in 18th century England, but was definitely considered sort of low-life swill. That reputation, however, seemed to fade away in the American colonies. And the taverns in old colonial America were extremely, like, little d democratic. George Washington on down to the guy that shined his shoes were hanging out in taverns drinking flip. From Rhode Island to Boston, and yes, New York City's Francis Tavern, where George Washington famously celebrated winning the Revolutionary War. The flip became everyone's cold-weather tavern favorite. But that love didn't yet translate back to Europe. In fact, it just gave Europeans another reason to judge colonial Americans. It just confirmed their suspicions of what Americans were like for suddenly all of them to just be drinking flip all the time. Because in their mind, anybody that did that would be sort of like the, the dregs of society. The Amer- like America was sort of like, you know, it's criminals and, and weirdos and malcontents. You know, it's almost like England, like, lifted itself and shook all of its crazies over to America. And so, of course, the Americans, you know, are over there acting like sailors and drunkards, because why wouldn't they be? In 1842, Charles Dickens took a tour of the U.S., and he later published a book about what he saw. It was not kind. He said pigs seemed to be on equal, if not superior, footing with New Yorkers. What a lot of people did who were middle class on down who lived in cities is they would buy a pig and let the pig out on the streets. This was super common in New York. Um, The pig would wander around and eat garbage. And then at the end of about a year, they take the pig to a butcher and have it slaughtered and they'd have their rent for a whole nother year. Yeah. Dickens was there for the free range trash pigs of New York era. I mean, you know, it could come back. Dickens stepped out of the pig-riddled streets of the Big Apple and into an honorary dinner that they held just for his visit. And one of the things they served him was bear. Roast leg of bear, to be exact. And it wasn't a one-off. Recipes for bear meat appear in popular American cookbooks well into the 20th century. You're you're definitely thought of us as trashy. Um, And I think that part of it is just like, we're a spunky people. Like, it it takes a certain type of person to get on a ship and come to this country, right? In time, America's reputation in Europe improved, or at least the curiosity about America grew, to the point where visiting the U.S. became something of a trend for European celebrities in the 19th century. They'd come and they'd check out the mountains, the plains, our cities— and see what this kind of grungy new country looked like and what the people were all about. But aside from sightseeing, there was one other thing that they all wanted to do. And one thing that all of them had in common is that they all had a cocktail in one place or another. By this time, they didn't come to drink the flip per se. Still kind of trashy. But 
This early American embrace of mixology, the fearlessness of combining all kinds of things, hot poker or not, and the many innovations that sprang from that gave young America something to proudly hang its hat on. Cocktails is something that America is credited as inventing. Um, so it was kind of in the early 19th century that, that we got acknowledged as like these master craftsmen. Even Europe had to hand it to colonial America here. It knew how to make a drink. Of course, in time, the hot ale flip went the way of the dodo. Refrigeration popularized cold beer. Modern heating meant that taverns didn't need to have hearths. And drinking at home just became sort of the norm through the 20th century. But if you're feeling particularly patriotic, or you want to get kind of trashy, or both, they, they go well together, you can find a link to the recipe in the show notes. Drink historically. Drink responsibly. Drink the hot ale flip. This episode was reported by Luke Fader. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Guinevere Govea, McKenna Smith, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tindall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you soon. Witness Docs from Stitcher.